going. Hello, Salt Lake and rest of the world. It's Godless Revolution Podcast, Episode 5. We are uh, without Ryan today. We have uh, Atheist of Utah President Dan Ellis and Vice President Sarah here today, and then me. Hi, I'm Dan. We have some diversity today. That's nice. White straight men at that. As far as I know, anyway. Yeah. Well. <laughs> she was sighing as she looked at me. Apparently, I don't have a penis. No comment. So. What's on the slate for today? Well, we got a bunch of news stuff, but. I think we'll save that for the latter half, like we usually do. But we've got a couple of events coming up. We can go on about that for a little while, I think. Well, and also, we miss you, Ryan. I hope you're having fun camping. Oh, yeah. I saw some of his uh, Facebook po- photos of the canyons he was slotting. Ooh. <laughs> that sounds fun. He has, a, he has a nice little sort of Indiana, faux Indiana Jones hat going on. Oh, yeah? Or like a... Yeah, more of the desert gear probably he since he was in the military. Um, he does have a whip, but he doesn't bring it camping. Huh. That's just for him and I. How's he gonna cross those chasms without a whip? <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. So, um, what do we have coming up in Utah? We've got some local news. Oh well, uh, tomorrow Sarah and I will be meeting with representative of the Jordan School District to talk about mm. their uh, field trip that was planned and is now canceled. Right. That should be... I'm, I'm hoping that'll be very productive. I hope that, you know, we can we can let them know why we think that was such a big deal, such a problem, so that we don't have to refight this and rehash all of this. been posted on a similar field trip that, that Granite School District was going on. And Granite seemed to be a little bit slippery in their in their hosting of this field trip. Rather than call it the LDS Church History Museum, they call it the Pioneer Church History because apparently, you know, I don't know, they, they, all of the LDS people are, are pioneers somehow. And all the pioneers are LDS. Right. right. So, and Granite's that's much further south than Salt Lake, right? No, no, Granite is Salt Lake. Yeah. Oh, wet. Oh, okay. All right. I was thinking Juab, I think. That's south, right? That's you don't know. Juab, I know. <laughs> I don't want to get a little bit closer. Juab. You're going to have to be right. Sorry. You can, you can raise that up. Uh, technically. We're adjusting microphones. Um, no, the, the Granite School District is in Salt Lake County. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I graduated from... Oh. Yeah, and, and it would have been great to... Have received word that Grand District was also doing something like that. I think their field. I think the person posted this yesterday. And the field trip was planned for today, so there wasn't a whole lot that we could do there. Um, but hopefully, our meeting tomorrow with the Jordan School District representative will be fruitful. Yeah, yeah. I was really encouraged by their their message to us asking us to come in. I thought that was good. I, I hope it will go well. I mean, I'm sure the meeting will go well, but I hope that they, you know, that when we leave, they understand why we were there in the first place. That we never have to have that discussion again. Right. And what, what's your initial 
take on why they're doing that? I mean, do you think that they're allowing you to come in to get um, to have equal time for all minority groups, or do you do you, do you think it's just sort of an appeasement well, kind I mean, of a? I mean, it was it was sent in response to the email that I sent um, that I sent to. You know, the fourth grade teachers at Westdale Elementary to all of the members of the Jordan School District Board of Education to the principal. You know, the, the message that we received was in response to that message or that email that I sent. So it's not that they are just looking for input from everybody. It's that they want to address the concerns that I raised. So I'm hoping that they'll actually address them. And like I said, that it will be fruitful and we won't have to have this same discussion next year. So basically the issue then is kind of like, had you not said anything, it would have just continued as planned and, you know, oh, um, uh, violations of the Constitution would have just gone on and, and no big deal, right? As long as... Unchecked. Right, as long... Yeah, exactly. Right, as long as nobody was uh, in disagreement with the... Right, and that's why it's so important that we do speak up and that we do say things, you know, that we do bring it to other people's attention when they're doing something that runs afoul of the Constitution and the separation of church and state. You know, it's important that we bring that to the people's attention so that they can know that, and, and because a lot of the time they may not even have any idea that what they're doing isn't appropriate or isn't right. Right. You know, I mean, I'm sure that they didn't do it with any ill intention. They, It's just something that has happened for so long and has happened for so long unchecked and had and had nobody stand up and say hey what you're doing is wrong that they you know i'm sure they probably had no idea that it that it wasn't a good idea right like yeah most of these teachers probably went to mormon history museums when they were in school right and yeah, yeah i mean it's something that has gone on for decades it's right it's it's one of those religious privilege things yeah So there's that tomorrow. Uh, Sunday we have the first ever Atheists of Utah family picnic barbecue potluck thing going on in Utah County. That should be a good Wait, time. not tomorrow. No, no, Sunday. Sunday, yeah. yeah. So, well, yeah, there's the meeting tomorrow, and then on Sunday we've got the okay. potluck thing. Okay, right. That should be a lot of fun. Um, and then we've got Pride coming up in two weekends. That'll be so much fun. That's like yeah. my favorite. Well, not well. Maybe it is my favorite thing all year long. Campouts. Yeah, the camping trip is. That, yeah. Yeah, that's right up there. Never been, but I've heard a lot of things about the camping trip. Yeah, the camping trip is a lot of fun. I have several pictures of Sarah that I that I <laughs> never published anywhere. <laughs> Thank you. I wonder if my hands are on or off. It was kind of a mid-state. <laughs> <laughs> Was that? <laughs> it was in the mid-state as you were making, I think, s'mores over the fire, or not yeah. the s'mores. No, you were I was trying, trying to, to make like hot dog things with biscuits, but I, I, I don't. Know oh yeah, you were. Was didn't you wrap biscuit dough around yeah. a hot dog and we're trying to cook it over the fire? It was very difficult. Yeah. Was your was your hair sans vomit at this point? Yeah. Based on our pre-podcast. So. Oh oh okay okay all right. <laughs> <laughs> You're confusing two events. Yeah. That was the one my pants fell down on forward on the Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and the well, it should be mentioned that the puke in your hair at the gala was not your own. No, it was not. That yeah, right. That's an, an important distinction to make. It's not my fault. That's something that I can't keep it right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so we've got pride coming up. Um, that's sure to be a whole lot of fun. We'll be in the parade and have. 
our large double booth on festival grounds. Um, we're not going to be in the same place that we were last year. Uh, apparently, or at least from what I understand, we'll be in the same place that we were two years ago, which means that we may be right next to the Utah Bears again, which was fun. I think it's the West-South loop or some kind of... What are the Utah Bears? Yeah, the Utah Bears. It's the... It's the... The... The Utah Bears, it's the gay guys who like... Harry. Oh, oh, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha, okay. Well, yeah, they made me an honorary bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they made me an honorary bear, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. Okay, all right. I'm not sure what I would be. I'm sure, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not a bear, and I'm certainly not a twink. No, yeah. I don't know. What? I don't know if there is a term for... There is. Not a bear or there is. There's like 20 of them. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm not clear on exactly which... One. <laughs> so is, do you know if Ryan, if Ryan's coming back for that? I mean... Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, okay. he volunteered. I think he was going to be at the booth and or the parade. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I think it was because he was going to film some of it for us. So we posted it out to YouTube. Um, so at the booth, we'll have, you know, we've got a big double booth that looks amazing. If you haven't seen pictures of it, you can find them on our Facebook uh, both page and group as our little banner picture. Um, but one half of the booth, we will be selling merchandise, signing people up for memberships, all that fun stuff. We've got a lot of really cool stuff that Tracy has ordered for us this year. We've got bags and water bottles. Water bo the water bottles are awesome. Uh, but we've also got little tote bags. We've got shit. What are the things for badges? The lanyards. The lanyards. We've got some lanyards on the way. Uh, A million pens. Yeah, tons and tons of pens, buttons, bumper stickers, car decals, shirts. We'll have our shirts for sale. Uh, that'll all be really good. Yeah. So that'll be one half of the booth. The other half of the booth will be our little asking asking atheist area where anybody can wander up and start asking us questions um, that they may be curious about, which is always pretty fun. Um, when we did it at the Provo Pride Festival last year, that was kind of interesting. There's a little clip of, of some Christians who happen to be wandering through the, the festival grounds, and uh, previous Vice President Kent uh, Kingdon and I talk to them for a little while and that was a lot of fun you can check out that video on our youtube channel um but yeah so we've got the we've got the meeting tomorrow the barbecue sunday pride festival in a couple weeks our coffee chats every thursday games this thursday oh yeah games tomorrow cards against humanity yeah should be a that's a fun game yeah that is a really fun game you know what's you know what's funner than playing cards against humanity? <clears throat> playing cards against humanity with your LDS grandmother. Yeah. Uh. Did that last. <laughs> like one hand. She she have, she sat through almost all of the game. And there were there was one card I can't remember what it was. It was talking about. It was it was it was guzzling cum and I. <laughs> And I, I, it's, I can't remember exactly what the context was or what it, what it said, but it was, it was, you know, something on the card was talking about guzzling cum, and my innocent, sweet little LDS grandmother, it didn't even register in her mind that it said cum, and so she read it out as gum, and 
That's so cute, though. It, it, well, yeah, well, <laughs> it was the bewildered look on the rest of our faces that, you know, kind of clued us, clued her in that maybe she didn't read it correctly, and then went back and said, oh, well, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> wow. Which is even funnier because she knew what it was. Right, and I was going to say, <laughs> the very fact that you exist means she's not that innocent. Right, yeah. But... Uh, side note, also, I've been informed by one of our audience members that I'm a bear cub. A bear cub? Apparently, yeah. No, no, I'm being corrected yet again. Uh... Not a bear cub? Were you pointing to, were you pointing to otter? Otter. Okay, because I was like, I am not HIV positive. (laughs) 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 I'm not a pause. (laughs) A pause? Yeah, I'll pause. Yeah, he was showing me... He was pointing at one, but right below... Yeah, no, so yeah, he was showing me the list, but I'm not a pause, so I think he meant otter. Ah. I'm an otter? Well, and we may want to mention that in our little audience today, or for this podcast, we have my son, Gray Marquesi, and Sarah's husband, Joe Martinez, who is... <laughs> Jose Martinez. Yes, the newspaper affectionately referred to me as Jose Martinez. Is that true? Yes. They called you Jose Martinez. When, when, when it was oh. when we did the master resignation, they asked our names, and he said Joe, and then I was like, yeah, Joseph, and they printed Jose. So. Wow. It's Martinez. Obviously, they misspoke and meant to say Jose. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Utah. Uh, how? Why would he know his own name, after all? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, lots of lots of exciting, fun things coming up. Uh, tons and tons of new members in our Facebook group every day. Should I think I'm adding between I don't know five and ten people every day, and probably declining at least that much, or, or at least that much to double that amount. Uh, who Did you accept the porn star girl? Yes. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I don't know, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, well, when I saw that request initially, I thought, oh, great, here's another fake request, you know. Some person who's using this model's picture as, you know, right. the gateway into whatever. And, but no, then I started looking at her timeline more, and sent her messages and she replied and it was like okay well she's no, had her account her for hair. a long time yeah her hair is well tracy said the same thing like man her hair is really cool oh, it's like rainbow it's oh, i want to say it's delicious cause yeah I yeah yeah is her name skittles because uh that's how you're describing her <laughs> that, that could be her i don't know what her i don't know if it's actually that would be a stage name kind thing. of thing that would be a fantastic stage name yeah skittles yeah for a man, too. Yeah. Sure. Because you can pick the <laughs> rainbow? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, your cum-guzzling grandmother can. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Grandma. I didn't say that. That was, that was all my... That was, that was all me. Is she listening? I doubt it. Yeah. But, you know, uh, my relatives may But I should apologize to the, the audience here. There's a, although he is the one that reminded you of the exact term that was used in the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's younger, has a better memory than I do. Uh, yeah, that's true. He's at least like twelve. Yeah, I know, but it, <laughs> he, he, no, no, it's true. I am also at least twelve. 
um, yeah, so no, I, I, um, I'll just jump back a little bit to the Utah County barbecue, which is exciting for me because I live there and no other atheists do. And so it's going to be awesome. No, that's not true. <laughs> but, uh, Four, five. yeah, no, but I, I, I have had a few people in, you know, in, in person or text me or whatever, come up to me or, you know, softball games and this and that, that are interested in attending, um, some of whom have listened to the podcast and others are just friends of mine from way back that I didn't know were also non-believers. Uh, most of them are ones who thought they were agnostic until I straightened about and then they realized, Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. And so now they're, you know, um, but, uh, there was actually a guy that I added to the group today who, you know, I, I he sent the request. I sent him the initial contact message. You know, hey, we we received your request. We want to make sure that you're an actual person. That you have, a, you know, a, a interest in atheism. That you're not some kind of troll, whatever. And he responded back and said, "Oh yeah, well, I just want to, you know, meet some other people who, you know, share my interests or whatever." Which to me sometimes seems evasive. And so I'll send a follow up and say, "Well, are you an atheist?" Right. And he replied. He replied back and said, "Yes." I'm an atheist, though I abhor labels and paradigms. Which to me, that hmm. seemed really weird. Like, how can you abhor every paradigm out there? Like, that's. <laughs> I thought that was kind of weird. And then he said he made some comment about how uh, atheists have to have some sort of, of presuppositional belief in order to be staunch atheists or or oh no he used the word devout to be to be a devout atheist you have to have some sort of some sort of presuppositional belief and i thought okay presuppositional belief in that i don't have to have a belief maybe is about all i can make up but and then so i added him and i thought well this should be fun and i was waiting all day long for him to start some kind of (laughs) some kind of thread or or to comment on other things but as yet that has not happened Wait, it'll happen. Well, yeah, I um, I actually looked up the term devout because Kirk Cameron is fond of using that term for what he when he used to be a devout atheist, <laughs> and it doesn't make sense outside of the context of religion right. whatsoever. It right. has everything to do with the belief in supernatural and you know God or gods or religious belief. You know, you can't. It's impossible to. It's a, it's a contradiction. Yeah. To be a devout atheist, can't be it. You can't be that. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. But so they like impossible things in religion. So it makes sense. They would like that term, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. but just when I read his when I read his comment, I thought, oh, this would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. So nothing yet. Nothing yet. Nothing. Nothing that I've like been alerted to anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Give him a couple days. Yeah. I mean, that stuff that that comes up all the time, though. The internet only has intelligent and well-informed people. Who use the internet properly, yeah. do their research, and use footnotes. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. You guys are silly. Anything coming up for you, Sarah? Is that it? No, those are all the events that I go to. Anything you want to riff on while you're on the mic? I'd be here this morning. So Don't make it close. Oh, prepared. I thought you wanted to be here. I do want to be here. But I, wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't informed that I could attend. 
obviously I wasn't given the, the invitation. Okay. Well, we can hit some news. Some newses. We got some newses. Um. News I. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. Cool. I've always wondered what the plural of Jesus is. Yeah, I think it is Jesus. Jesus's Jesus just with. I, I think it is Jesus, and there are tons of Jesus in Mexico. That, <laughs> well, that just seems really close to Jedi. And, and well, I'm not saying. I'm well, not but, saying they're not so, awesome. Well, well, Jesus in my mind is too close to Jedi. <laughs> you can, you can laugh into the mic, Sarah. Which, <laughs> which for me is blasphemous. I mean that. You can't you can't be that that close to the Star Wars if you're if you're talking about oh, that's dude that reminds me of what was that episode three where you put me on the spot or was that two oh, for your sign off yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's totally because yeah because I was like uh, uh, Millennium Falcon Captain Matt and Ryan was like right on it Death Star Colonel whatever Ryan you're like I like the Star Wars. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> and I was like, yes, perfect. It's been a couple weeks and I still couldn't think of anything better than that. Like, it's been haunting me since then. Has it really? Yeah. Well, a little bit. Well, now's your chance because we brought it back up. Maybe later. Okay. So anyway, to finish your thought, though, Jesus is too close to Jedi. Oh, yeah. Well, and that just seems like if there were such a thing as blasphemy, uh-huh. that, that to me is blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> that it, it bothers me that it could be Jedi, Jesus. That's just wrong. Yeah. Uh. Maybe it's the whiskey talking. I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah. it's hard because there there's so many similarities between Jesus and Jedi. Well, they all wear robes. Jedi's were so much more badass. True. He but could have done all the things that they say he did. He was pretty badass, too. I mean, I would just think, like, you know, beards and ponytails and robes and hoods and, you know, they walking around telling people what they think and stuff and... Changing people's mind with... Yeah. Their yeah. So... Yeah. I don't know. I think hmm. it's... They're both invented by George Lucas. <laughs> These are not the saviors you're looking for. <laughs> nice. I just want to know what the Jar Jar Binks of Christianity is. I oh, <laughs> man. I try to forget that. I'll figure it out. I'm trying. No, I know how to do the voice. I'm trying to think of a quote that would work good for Christianity. Well, Jar Jar Binks ruined the Star Wars trilogy. True. So who ruined Christianity? Yeah. Is it L. Ron Hubbard? Is it Joseph Smith? Is that Christian, though? Is it, is it Martin Luther? Those are not the jewels we're looking for. Then <laughs> post it on all the wall, all the doors. Lisa want to know the Jizai. <laughs> yeah. The Jizai. Nice. Wow. Well, well. Alright, moving on. Okay. Uh, there's a lot going on this week. Some newsies? Uh, yeah, some newsies. Where do I want to start? Hmm. There, yeah. Uh, okay. How about we go with our old buddy, Pat Robertson? 
He's no buddy of mine, guy. <laughs> I'm not your buddy, guy. Do you know this story? They had a, uh, a female caller to the 700 Club. Um, television preacher Pat Robertson on Tuesday advised a viewer and his co-host um, that they were supposed to, in quotes, reward their husbands with sex for helping with chores around the house. Did he say specifically what type of sex act? Um, n- not a... Like- let the aspirin between your legs drop. And... I don't know if he remembers what sex is. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> I, I don't really watch this show, but I'm assuming 700 Club refers to his age. I don't... <laughs> I've had the same... Is that, that's, a, that's not your... Is that your real app? That's not your... I've, I've wondered... Like, I've wondered what the 700 Club is. Like, yeah, I don't know. But I've never bothered to... Look it up. It's yeah. one of those things that whenever I see it, I'm like, hmm, I wonder what that means. And then I don't really or, care. Right. So yeah, we, well, we're, we're all totally Christian about it. Yeah. I, don't, I haven't looked it up either. <laughs> say maybe Joe's doing a search for us, but he's not. He's just twiddling his thumbs. No, he was, just, he was just showing me how much he can bench press when I said 700. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You go, Jose. <laughs> No, Joe's awesome. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so a viewer named Carol wrote into the 700 Club because she said her husband, quote, respects Pat's opinion. Um, I think that's grounds for divorce. But I'll go on. The one, the one is that, that her husband respects Pat's opinion. That's why she called in. So, but, but anyway, she, she continues... And she hoped that the televangelist would side with her regarding a dispute about house cleaning. She says, My husband has always felt the need to point out when he helps with chores around the house, um, when he washes the floor, does anything else, he always says, Remember, I did that for you. Um, I have an issue with that anyway. Because is it only for her? Yeah, like I don't, I don't, I don't understand that part. I, don't, I wouldn't mind dirty floors and dirty dishes and everything else. Did he I not did this mess for it you. Himself? Like, did he not eat? Was he not? Yeah, dishes? did he not have a part to play in that did at he all? Not like, right. So, and but aside from that, um, he's also he also seems to be expecting some sort of payment for helping out with the stuff he helped create and the space he's living in, right? Which, I just, the whole thing seems weird to me. Um, really? The viewer argued that her husband stop, should stop viewing chores as a favor. I agree. Yeah. You just do what you need to do to keep the house going, right? And dishes, <laughs> Aside Who's from, Joe? Aside from calling Pat Robertson, I would say this lady seems pretty intelligent so far. Yeah, I know. I kind of feel bad for her, actually. Um, she says, I feel since we both live in the same house, he isn't only helping with me, but the family. Sure. sure. Yeah, I of course. Um, it just, it seems to me a grown-ass man, you know, at that, like, you shouldn't have to... F- try to rationalize why you're doing stuff like something needs to be done 
you do it, and then you go to work, or whatever you, whatever you want to do, you know, but it, it doesn't mean, you, you're not keeping a scoreboard, like a tally sheet, you know, that, okay, well, I did this, now you owe me this, and I did one, so, you know, right, that's what seems weird to me, Yeah. and that he's doing that, and she's calling in to try to get advice from this idiot, it this makes me feel bad for her. Yeah, it makes me feel bad for her. Um, unfortunately, Robertson probably did not give the woman the answer she was looking for. Um, surprise. So here's what he did say. Here's the deal. You've got to understand the male psyche. I'm not sure how he knows what that is. I didn't realize he had a degree in psychology. Well, he has a I penis. I didn't know he was a doctor. He has a penis that qualifies him to speak for all males. For all... All males, sure. It's like a little mushroom-headed microphone. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, as long as it belongs to a pause. Robertson's penis right here. Is he a pause? He's probably a pause. Yeah, maybe. HIV guy. There you go. Maybe. So. Uh, he says, here's the deal. You've got to understand the male psyche. The male wants to do something for his wife. That part I don't really have a problem with. He wants to provide for his family. He wants to provide a home. He wants to provide a shelter and food. I don't know how that's relevant. <coughs> yeah. But I don't know how that relates to her question. Uh, that's what he feels his male obligation is. And when he cleans up, it's saying, I love you. Well, I think it's because what he's trying to say is men are only supposed to provide. They're not meant to demean themselves to the women. With, with domestic feet. work. So if they do the little lowly cleaning job, it's because they love you, not because they have to or that they should. It's purely out of love because... Like what, the, what does he think uh, the guys did before they ever got married? Yeah, that's exactly what I was they thinking. Just purchased they dishes until they got dirty and threw them away? Right. I'm going to go out to Walmart and buy more laundry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no, but I, like, I didn't have any brothers growing up. I had two sisters. You know, and so, according to Pat, my parents were supposed to say, you know, Matt made this big mess. Uh, you get out of the way and let your sisters clean up. Well, unless you love them, and then they'll owe you something. Like, they uh, that was a bad example. Yeah, but no, I mean, on my part, on my part. Come on. <laughs> okay. Well, this whole article is just ridiculous. Um, okay, so he goes on, quote, and you're supposed to say to him, darling, you are wonderful. You're supposed to call her darling. That's what it says. And I love you, too. Instead of that, you're saying, we've got a deal. We have a partnership. Yeah, weird. Um, now, do you want me to have a loving, warm, sensuous, exciting marriage, or do you want me to have a partnership? Can it be both? No, 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 uh. <laughs> and would you like to, And would you like to have a business relationship with your spouse? And that's what you're asking for, says, says Pat. That confuses me, because it seems yeah, it's weird. business if it's like you tally up the chores versus the sex acts, that seems a lot more. That seems a lot less loving. Well, yeah, the, the ledger of I've done this, which equates to sure. sex x amount of times. That seems like a that seems like a business relationship. Yeah, it does. But then again, we're being logical about this, so you know. Yeah. Well, you know, it is Pat. Yeah. 
Um, he's, excuse me, he's saying, I love you, Robertson assisted. Each dish, he's saying, Terry, I love you, which was her name. Um, if you understood that, you say, darling, I've got a treat for you. Wait until we get behind closed doors and you, and you see the treat I have for you. You got it? Oh. That's how I ended that. Uh, yeah. The misogyny. Especially this week. Like, come on. Cut the misogyny already. <laughs> I'm over it. What's the significance of this week? With the guy who didn't get laid so he killed people. Oh. oh. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it just. That would have been such a brilliant segue had I printed that, that story. story. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just, it, I mean. If you want to have a relationship like that, if, if both people are totally cool to that type of relationship, that's fine. Mm. But, well, it's quote No, I, I know what but you mean. But it just, with, with this and with the crazy shooter guy, it just, it really bothers me that more people in the media, like Pat Robertson, are inferring that women are just, you know, we owe sex to men. Yeah. And that just... You're not much good except for, you know, cooking, cleaning, all the domestic tasks, and satisfying your man. Oh, yeah. Mm. That's, that's why I was put here by Jesus, so... And that's why I think it's so funny that these fundamentalist Christians hate Islam. Because it's exactly what they're fucking saying, too. Yeah. They say the exact same thing. Women are for making kids, and boys are for pleasure. That's the, sa that's the same thing. In, in Islam and Catholicism. What? No, I'm... Okay. <laughs> that is a segue. What? No, that's a segue. That's a segue. That's a segue. No, that... I don't know what... Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I wasn't prepared, but I have that story. Women are for what and boys are Pleasure. Or no, women are for children and boys are for pleasure. Okay. Is this the right one? All right, uh, let's go. U.S. Army admits to widespread cultural pedophilia in Afghanistan. So is it, I, I, I saw the headline for this, but I didn't read the story. Uh-huh. And I was intrigued, but I was in the office today and didn't have a whole lot of time to look at different stuff. Yeah, so, I was intrigued too, so I read it. But So is it, okay, well, you'll, you'll tell us. I will tell you. Um... Common scene in Afghanistan, it says. Women are for children, boys are for pleasure. Many of the confrontations occur because of coalition ignorance of or lack of empathy for Muslim and or Afghan cultural norms resulting in a violent reaction for the Afghan security force member. Listing among the, quote, taboo subjects for con conversation include any criticisms of pedophilia, mentioning homosexuality and homosexual conduct, advocating women's rights, anything related to Islam. Wait, so to say that pedophilia is bad is taboo? Unless you're yep. It was a Pope thing. You guys need to read Pope mm. news. Pope news. Anyway, continue. Um, I don't have Pope news. My son does, because he's 13. Pope news. That was a joke. He doesn't really... But he's a 13-year-old boy, oh, so he has Pope News. Yeah. 
It's the way they mark it. It's not my fault. I get. <laughs> well, and if you're if you're Bill Donahue, it's not it's not pedophilia. It's pederasty, and there's a big difference. Right. Pederasty isn't as bad. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but. Bill Donahue is just a huge dick. Oh gosh, I know he is. Um, so. As recently reported by WorldNewsDaily.com, the linkage of pedophilia and or homosexuality directed to the Islamic belief system has prompted founder of the terrorism watchdog group Jihad Watch, Robert Spencer, to state, by mentioning pedophilia and women's rights to saying that soldiers and saying that soldiers should not mention such things, they are tactically admitting, tacitly admitting that those things are indeed part of Islam. Well, who has who has told the soldiers that they are not to speak about these things? Well, it doesn't mention that. It's it's. I think this is just part of what the coalition troops in Afghanistan know, or what 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 the feeling they get from. It goes on. This whole, it, it, this whole thing seems really weird to me. Like the headline. When I saw the headline, it seemed to me that they were inferring that U.S. troops are committing pedophilia. Committing acts of pedophilia. Yeah, no. And but it sounds like that's not what's happening. There's no, it's it's coalition troops that have noticed this kind of behavior, and it's the Islamic rule that it's against the rules to talk about it. It's taboo to talk taboo. about things that we're doing that right. So may not approve of. Right. So. Like, so the last line I just read, by mentioning pedophilia and women's rights and saying that soldiers should not mention such things, they are tacitly admissing, admitting that the, those things are indeed part of Islam. Right. Well, and I get that. Okay. I get that that's what they're tacitly saying. Right. So, so it's the coalition, not... Right. Yeah. Um... But then it goes on, following the well-documented example of the founder of Islam, pedophilia is an accepted practice in, since its inception, which everyone knows about that, right? Or if you don't... Who wrote this story? What, um, what news service is this? Some of, it's, some of it's from Wingnut Daily, World News Daily. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, I know, but... But, I mean, this isn't like a, this isn't an AP story or... Right. Or, okay. Alright. Yeah, it's not, it's not... Super mainstream stuff. I'm trying to think of where I where I saw this. It may have actually just been on Facebook that somebody had posted this. Probably. Yeah. Because that's where I get all of my news these days. <laughs> From Facebook. <laughs> not just because they're not on Reddit yet. Yeah, that's probably. Where I'm on my news. Um. Blah, blah, blah. But. Uh, okay, so admitted by Muslim scholars, Muhammad marries, married his wife Aisha when she was six years old, and consummated the marriage when she was nine. Um, what a champ! What a guy! What a buddy! What a pal! He waited. That's so nice. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was very ro- romantic. Um, took him three years to do some chores. Well, I think, yeah, yeah. Never mind. I'm not. That's. I made it funny. Come on. No, you did. You did. But my my. I don't know why. <laughs> My brain went immediately to a place that was too vile for this podcast. <laughs> Not based on that. Yeah, yet. no. It, we have lines? Shit. I, I just... I just drew one. We've not discussed, we've not discussed the lines. Are, are there clear, brightly drawn lines that, that we shall not cross? Uh, 
All right, I'll say it. That's fine. <laughs> he waited till she was nine, and I just thought, you know, maybe he wanted to get her before she started menstruating, and then, you know, it was just. Uh, oh yeah, that's pretty dark. Uh, right. And so you're talking about clear, brightly drawn lines. He went there. Hey, I'm just, I'm, I'm saying because it's Islam. It's Islam. They hate that stuff, right? They talk about. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Right. I live with my girlfriend. It's not like it's me. I'm just saying. Uh, so. I think I can. Uh, no. So, the argument is that was 7th century and this is now. Right? That, you know, so... It was okay to... It was okay to... Fuck a nine-year-old then, but now it's not. Sure. Yeah, right, right. Things were... Well, that's true, yeah, yeah. They're, they're wow! Uh, <laughs> that was an awesome line. I think I think eighteen would have been better, but seventeen was, it was great. Yeah, it's a little yeah, it's dicey. I was definitely dicey. I was definitely dicey. If yeah, that should be no. That should seventeen is the new nine. That should definitely be the Catholic Church's... I, that's awesome. I fucking love that. 17 is the... Actually, you know what? That's even better. That's That hits more in the heart of Muslims, though, right? Because of uh, uh, Muhammad. And you're not even... I mean, that would that would be so blasphemous. It'd be ridiculous. That would be hilarious. I'm doing it. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to draw his fucking face on my shirt, too. That was beautiful. Well, I'm glad. That was great. Uh, so, okay. Okay, so this part's from examiner.com. Um, they also covered the Grand Mufti of Saudi Arabia, Sheikh Abdul Aziz bin Abdullah. Um, he has been a Muslim... Wait. Um, has author... Sorry. I'm going to have to read this for a second. Okay. <laughs> uh, he's been authorizing Muslim adult males to marry girls as young as 10. And in a comprehensive, comprehensive and widely ignored by major media outlets news article published by the San Francisco Chronicle from August of 2010 titled Afghanistan, Afghanistan's Dirty Little Secret, reporter Joel Brinkley d- details the widespread cultural and religious acceptance of man-to-boy pedophilia in the Central Asian nation. Too often, he says, soldiers on patrol passed an older man walking hand-in-hand with pretty young boy. With a pretty young boy. And I, that's a weird description anyway. Even if it is from... Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know, I was wondering when you were going to throw a twink in there, but it didn't come. <laughs> I, that's okay. It could have been an otter, you don't know. Well, at least they're discerning pedophilia. Right. They probably... Don't Google that. <laughs> uh, their behavior su- suggested he was not the boy's father. He was super yuck. And... Then British soldiers found that young Afghan men were actually trying to touch and fondle them. For centuries, Afghan men have taken little boys, roughly 9 to 15 years old, as lovers. Sure, why not, right? The Greeks did it. 
Dennis yeah. Yeah. Whatever they did, let's just do that. <laughs> right. Democracy. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened before. Yeah. They worked Ar- out really good. I mean, they're doing great over there. That's true. Arguments from tradition are always awesome. Yeah. Uh... I think in a previous podcast I had mentioned Dan has a leprechaun beard. And I think if it wasn't that color, it would be very Taliban. And maybe that's where the comment oh, came from. Wings going oh, that's true. He does have some, like, hipster stash wings going on. No, we need to get you the turban. Do we? Uh, no. <laughs> because he was arguing for it. The Greeks did it. Not for it, I was just saying anyway. that's a thing. Uh, it, was, it happened. No, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But, uh... Does that change? I don't know if that... I mean... What? I don't think that changes anything. I think they were, all, they were all just... Fuck, they were all just... The Greeks did slavery, too. Yeah. That was a good thing. Well... That's true, you're right. Yeah, so... I don't. I, I would have to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, so I did not expect a disagreement. So just sex, no sex slaves for Dan. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. For centuries, Afghanistan. Uh, yeah, we said that. Some research research suggests that half uh, the Pashtun tribal members in Kandahar and other southern towns um, are Bacha Baz, the term for an older man with a boy lover. Literally, it means boy player. The men like to boast about it. It says... Yeah. So they're just walking around with turbans that have dollar signs bedazzled on everyone. I don't know how that... <laughs> they got like AK-47s. Like they they caught, they have... Yeah, gold-plated AKs. I don't know how that works. Yeah, side wrist them. Yeah. I think that's what that means. And this is where it says, uh, women are for children, boys are for pleasure. Fundamentalist Muslim clerics throughout the nation teach the faithful teach the faithful that women are are unclean and therefore distasteful. I am pretty dirty. It's, it's true. You're a dirty, dirty girl. Okay, but how is that distasteful? I defer to you, Jose. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't, nice. Uh, one unnamed Afghan was quoted as asking how his wife could become pregnant. Like he didn't know? Yeah, it seems that way. When explained the physical actions required, the man reacted with disgust and then asked, how could one desire to be with a woman who God has made unclean? How indeed. So... I'm just saying, this is the kind of thinking, you know, that's throughout the Quran, throughout the Bible, and that's, I think, a major reason why we have such problems. We don't know about a lot of the Middle Eastern stuff, because, you know, a lot of it's just, it's not reported, it doesn't make it here. But the Catholic Church shit does, because it's all over the U.S., you know. But I think I think the root cause is similar, you know, because these two books come from the same place, you know, the same source. Yeah, well... But, you know, too, we have to realize that it's not just limited to the Catholic Church. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Muslims that's true. No, that's true. Uh, Ryan uh, does not fuck with his, boys. His, well, no, uh, shit, Ryan, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't think of his last name. 
not Ryan, who is ordinarily here with us, but um, Ryan Swallow. There we go. You know, posted in Atheists of Utah last night or today about the LDS church history, not museum. I, I don't think they would build a museum for this, but talks, but, but made a post about how he had been posting uh, in several different groups and in Atheists of Utah about the LDS uh, church's history of covering pedophilia. That, you know, he had been molested as a youth by, by a church elder and that the bishop and the stake president buried it. They, they covered it up. And that you hear stories about this all the time. If you're here in local, or you know somebody in the church, or you were a member of the church who this happened to, that you know this kind of thing happens all the time in the LDS church, but it's not as widely known as what has happened with the Catholic church. Well, I think part of that, I think it happens in every church. Yeah. It's just there's so many Catholic churches, and then they got caught. Well, yeah. to cover it up, but that's why it became such an issue that they were protecting these. Right, well, and the Catholic Church is so much larger than the LDS oh, yeah. Church. Yeah. So, you Not know. if you ask the LDS Church. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, that was, but that was the argument back and forth was, you know, yeah, it happens in the LDS Church, and it's not as widely known as what has happened yeah. in the Catholic Church, and a large part of that is because there haven't been you know, these these large lawsuits, there haven't been these these payoffs. Sure, there's been a lot of cover-ups, but it hasn't been, well, well I was going to say it hasn't been a systemically... Yeah, I was going to say it's like an institutionalized cover-up, like how it was with the Catholic Church, where it went all the way up to, you know, the hierarchy of the church that was actively covering these things up and actively protecting these people, or is it just stupid people at the war and stake level being stupid? Right. Well, and how would we know until and unless there are lawsuits that, you know, yeah. gather all this type of evidence and, and release it out into the public? Yeah. And, you know, it makes me sad to know that this kind of thing happens all over the place, but it pisses me off that these religious leaders, rather than, at what you know, in the, in the Catholic Church, if you're apparently a, a Muslim in Afghanistan or if you're an LDS church leader here in Utah, that rather than trying to protect children, you protect the fucker who yeah. has committed these yep. atrocities. Yeah, the criminal. And and allow it to continue because you're just covering this shit up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty despicable. I don't get it, obviously. But, I mean, especially here in Utah, so much about saving faiths. You know, it's the perfect church, so everyone, especially the leaders, should be perfect. So... They, they have to save that face. They can't admit yeah. they did something wrong because, well, then maybe God is interrupting them. Well, yeah. I mean, how could God have called this person to hold a, an office in the church or a calling in the church and then allowed this to happen? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Well, and you you see the same thing in Islam. I mean, it's like that's why they have those. I mean, it's it's such a humorless religion that you you do see those signs that they make. You know, that's like. You know, death to those who say Islam is a violent religion. Yeah. <laughs> um, Holy okay. irony. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there was another story. Um, How was a good segue? This is the awesome segues episode. 
Did, were you not informed about that? I, I was not. Uh, about it. Yeah, that's every episode, I think, where <laughs> the segues are, uh, another story is this. <laughs> and here we have another news item. <laughs> um, so, I thought I knew where this was, but I really don't, actually. Uh, Franklin Graham, does anyone know where he was from? Franklin Graham? I'll bet there's more than one. Uh, that's probably true, too. Is he a friend of Billy? <laughs> I would imagine so. And Lindsay. Hmm. Lindsay. That's... Uh, but he has some... Evangelist? Yeah. He has some cool things to say. You know what we need? We need a producer. Or somebody to just sit in the background and, like, look shit up as we're doing stuff. Joe has been... <laughs> I know, Joe, okay. yeah. Joe's been kind of our producer. Yeah, he, he's, he's been so much of a producer that he informed me I'm an otter today <laughs> on the air. But, yeah, it would be, yeah, anyway. From his website, oh, he's in North Carolina. Oh, well, shocker. Sorry, North Carolina fans, if there are any. Uh, yeah, there North may Carolina be. Is so much better than South Carolina. <laughs> That'll get us some fans. No, but you know, it's a beautiful state, though. He's president and CEO of the Billy Graham Evangelist Association. Oh, so he's a relative. Okay. So, yeah. Anyway. Imagine that. This might be scarier, actually, knowing that. Yeah? Because he's probably younger, which means we're going to be dealing with this for longer. I don't know. How old's Billy Graham? Well, this says that Franklin Graham III was born... July 14th in 1952. Oh, okay. All so right. He's no spring chicken. No, no, no. Okay. No. So he's what, like 70? Yeah. All right. So anyway, he says this. Well, he spoke at a Family Research Council's watchman on the wall conference yesterday. Not yesterday, but this was on the 23rd of May. So he spoke on the 22nd of May, where he told the assembled pastors that they all needed to be willing to have their heads chopped off for speaking the truth that gays are bound for hell. Who's going to do the chopping of the head? That's what I was wondering. Okay, Sarah will. So he has... Okay, maybe he's a prophet. And he has reason to be concerned. Nice. Uh, Sarah volunteers as tribute. There we go. Yeah. Well, I know. Isn't it tiring? I'm actually curious. Like, who does he think is going to be chopping up? He doesn't say. He doesn't say. Because Jesus... Well, he, he he's he's going to be bold and brave as long as there's no threat. Sure. Right, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, what so what's the fucking problem? But he goes on to say and this is this is all just a PR move to try to make people think that he's big brave tough guy bear, I'm assuming. Is he hairy? I don't know. I'm not the only one, right? Or at least I wouldn't guess that I'm the only one that when I hear religion and head and beheading, yeah, you think of Islam. I think of Islam. Of course. Okay, so, he goes on to say, Are we going to be cowards because we're afraid? Of what? I don't know. Isn't, uh, isn't that kind of the definition of a coward? Uh, You're afraid of something? No, I, w- I would say... Uh, I would say if you're afraid and you don't act. I mean, in order to cower from something, you have to be afraid of the thing you're cowering from, right? Yeah. So yeah. we're going to be cowards in the end of Because we're afraid. So, also, okay, so I would say that being brave requires that you're afraid 
but right, you overcome it. If you're a coward, you're afraid and you don't. Right, yeah, because being brave isn't necessarily that you're unafraid. It's that you're afraid and you overcome it. That's what I say. Right. But he's saying, are we going to be cowards because we're afraid? Which means we're not going to overcome our fear. We're just going to... I'm okay with that. All right. I don't know what he's afraid of yet, but sure. I'm okay with his definition. He doesn't tell you. Uh, but then he's... But then he asks the crowd, which are presumably his fans, could we get our heads chopped off? We could. Maybe one day. So what? Chop it off. To me, that's not bravery, because it's not overcoming any fear. There's not a real threat, right? Like... I don't know any gay people that are saying, like, let us have equal rights or we're fucking kill you. They're not saying that. They're just saying, hey, like, like treat us like humans. Yeah, they're not saying we're going to kill you if you disagree with us. It's, hey, don't be a dick. Well, right. Well, other than, like, unfriending someone on Facebook, you can't even imagine what <laughs> negative thing I would do to someone who was... You know, it's not like they... You know, like, people who are in the gay community are friends with violence, and that's a real threat. Right. Like, I've never heard of anyone losing their job because, well, maybe they should. But you know what I mean. Like, you don't hear about people being discriminated against because they're bigots. Well, I I would think, I don't know. Maybe I have, maybe I have a biased sample. I have gay friends. And I have worn long-sleeve button-up shirts with shorts. And they've never threatened to kill me. They've threatened other things. (laughs) But they've never threatened to kill me over that. But... That's that's even worse than a short sleeve shirt with a tie. I know, but you know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying they're a nice group of, of people. Right. So I don't know what his real concern is, um, but he went on to assert that he loves the gays, which is an interesting way to phrase that if you're familiar with the group. Uh, enough to care to warn them that if they want to continue living like this. It's the flames of hell for you. I was just going to say it's that kind of fucking yes. bullshit where yes. I love you enough to tell you that if you don't stop what you're doing, you're going to go to hell, yes. motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even passive aggressive. It's it's just aggressive. But it's but it's fake. Yeah, I know. It's it's dickishly aggressive. Yeah. If you don't stop what you're doing that I don't personally approve of, you're going to go to hell. Which is a place I believe in that doesn't even exist. It's a very cowardly way of being aggressive because you're not taking any credit. Well, that's true too. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you're not taking any credit for it. You're I don't know saying, if they heard that. Joe, saying, Joe said that was a very cowardly way of being aggressive since they're not taking any credit. Right. You're saying that that my imaginary friend. My dad can beat up your dad. That's it. That's why. You know what? I had this conversation with myself yesterday in my bathroom because I was. <laughs> I was sitting there, I was seriously thinking, this whole thing about religion is a big fucking schoolyard argument of my dad can beat up your dad. That's That's what it is. The whole thing. Yeah. You were having this conversation with yourself that my dad can beat up my dad? No, just that that's... that's Is that what I said? My dad can beat up my dad? Or my dad can beat up your dad? I'm pretty sure I said my dad can beat up your dad. Yeah. Yeah, he's All right. No, you're absolutely right. It, it, it's, it's that fucking. No, I really do love you. It's, it's like that. It's yeah. like that fucking weirdo when we were doing the mass resignation. The dude with the big horn, who, yeah. who was all about us being out there and marching around the LDS rectangle, 
as long as he thought that we were just there to protest the LDS Church, but as soon as he found out that we were there to resign from the LDS Church and that we were atheists, holy shit, you should have heard that horn yeah. song, man. He was telling us that we're going to burn in hell, but that he was he was letting us know and is warning us because he loves us and wants us to not have to suffer that fate. Okay, so so to break it down to the the minimum, it is I love you so much that I have the right to tell you how much I hate you. Sure, I I can see that. Is that, I mean, is that fair enough? Is that kind of what... But they wouldn't, but they wouldn't describe it. No, 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 of course not. But I'm saying if you if you break down the language, I mean, you know, I care about you enough to say something Why to... Why God hates you. Well, okay, so, so he, what he's really, what Graham is really afraid of is that he's going to face God and say, oh, I was a pussy and I didn't tell him that they were going to burn in hell. So in order to avoid that, he's going to say, well, yeah, I was brave enough to tell him that they were wrong and that you were right and... You love everyone so much that you're going to punish them for eternity. Why is it that God can't tell people this himself directly? Why does he have to hire all of these fucking assholes? Because he's a because he's a mob boss. <laughs> it just sounds like an abusive boyfriend. Like that's <laughs> all I can think about this whole time. Like I'm I love you. Don't make me hurt you. Mm-hmm. I'm picturing God standing outside a coffee shop or a deli covering his mouth so that people can't lip read what he's saying as he's telling his lieutenants what to go and do. Why is he outside a deli? Because that's where all the mobsters hang out, uh, right? The, the Jewish Chinese mafia and and shops. <laughs> okay, a little Italian you know bistro. Oh, be- oh, okay. I was picturing Saul Rosenblatt again for some reason. Well, like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> he's like outside of a deli. He's like, I told you, no pickles. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you, you mentioned that God is like the is, is like a mafia. Uh, a, a mafia boss. Yeah, right? totally. He, he for sure. He won't do anything directly. No. He tells all of his lieutenants. He has no blood on his hands. Right. Except his sons. But. And all those babies he killed. In the yeah, but you know, hey. That was only like the whole population of the earth that was. If you want to make an omelet, am I right? Yeah. I don't know why he's New York guy, sort of. I've never understood. Just saying. I've never understood, and I've never had even any Christian apologist able to adequately adequately explain to me why they have to do God's dirty work. Yeah. You know, why doesn't God, if God is so powerful and his word is so convincing, how is it that I'm not convinced based solely on what I receive directly from God? Why is it that he has to send representatives like you, Mr. Hornblower, mm-hmm. to come and tell me that, you know, you love me enough to tell me that I'm going to go to hell if I don't stop doing what you don't like and what you believe God told you I shouldn't like? Because um, God isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> right, we know that. But I don't understand how they can't see that as a And all of, his, all of his best thinkers don't believe in him? I don't know. He's just well. What, so what happened to the Manson family, right? Because Charles Manson was obviously very convincing and persuasive and nasty, sure, right? Sure. But he all told, of he told all of his followers directly, right? He told all of his followers, "You need to go and do this." Right. But what I'm saying is, they all acted the same. Like, okay, so I heard a comedian sometime in the '90s, and I don't even know who this guy is. Uh, but this stuck with me because he was like, uh. He was like, I don't really have a problem with, like, Jesus or Elvis, but, like, they're kind of the same. Like, I don't mind some of the work that they did, 
but their fans kind of fucking drive me nuts. Right? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember either. Well, yeah, but Jeffries talks about, you know, well, he, Jeff, he, he yeah. draws a line between Jesus and Elvis. Yeah, and yeah. It's not Jim, though, because this was before him, but... No, I don't think it was Carlin either. It was some obscure guy. And maybe he ripped it off. I don't know. I just happened to catch it. I love Jim, though. But uh, but with the Manson family, though, like, all of, all of the members of that group were doing what Charles was saying, what they thought he wanted, right? But it didn't matter that they ended up saying, well, you know, he told us to do this, and we totally believed him because this and this and this, and he had a manifesto that said this and this, and he was very persuasive. They fucking threw him in prison, all of them, because they were nuts, and they were doing stupid shit that was dangerous for everybody. Well, and the same can be said for for any religious. That's what I'm saying, and they're they're trying to say, well, here he's the, you know he just wants it done, so we're gonna do it. Well, too fucking bad. All right, I, and and we touched on this last week when I said that you know there have been there have been you know. Dozens, if not hundreds, of cases where people try to use as a defense, God told me to do it. Not a single fucking yeah. one of them has been acquitted on that basis. Well, yeah, but except for they'll they'll use the no true Scotsman fallacy when it comes to stuff like Andrea Yates and stuff that's obviously insane where they're cutting their baby's arms off and drowning them in bathtubs and stuff because God told them to. Well, right. I was going to say there's a story that actually came out today of a poor woman who's accusing of drowning her child mm-hmm. because of the story of, with Abraham. And she thought she was doing what God told her. Yeah. No angel stopped her. That was a role model. She murdered her own child, and, I mean, she's not going to get off because religion told her. It's pretty disgusting. Well, at what point do you figure, okay, I'm going to be like Abraham. God has given me this challenge. Surely he'll step in and stop me from killing my child. At what point do you go, well... I guess he's not going to step in, so I should go ahead with the killing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because he's testing you. You have to go through. Like, he'll, he'll just do it the very last second, so you got to go. Well, and for... last second, or maybe he's testing you even more than Abraham. He'll like, resurrect. He'll, he'll resurrect your dead oh, child. Yeah. And the, well, I mean, the whole thing with Abraham is Abraham didn't have a story of Abraham to read. So Abraham was going... He was a murderer. Fuck that. I don't care what you say. When he heard it, he was ready. He was he killed Isaac. He did it. I don't give a shit. He was because he didn't have a story to be like, oh yeah, that's okay. I'll just pretend this whole time and God's gonna no because that's the story where it all started. Yeah. So he was just like, yeah, fuck yeah, he's telling me what to do. Uh, come here, goat. Well, where's the goat? Nah, don't worry about that. It'll come up later. Fuck, you know. And he was ready to go. He was crazy. Gonna kill his kid. Uh, he was going to. Yeah. Well, but but God stopped him. No. Like, if, if, like, if I legitimately thought God was telling me to kill my child, and the angel came and be like, no, this is just, no, I'm my fucking way, and go, I'm supposed to, you know, why didn't he think that way? Yeah, well, I, the whole point is, the whole... Because it was an angel that told him, no, God is, God is playing tricks. Well, what kind of angel, what is it? Did he shake his hand? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, he, did he, did he give him one of the tokens? Come on, well, I don't know. The, the whole point is, what kind of a God did Abraham believe in? Where somebody's going to come to you and say, hey, God wants you to kill his kid. And you go, yeah, that's totally what he would say. You're right. I'll do it. Right on. He didn't, he, he didn't be like, no. Yeah. He didn't be like, ma, you can't be. out of character at all. Exactly. For my loving God. This kind of shit happens all the time. Exactly. people who are related to me this time. Okay. Right. But anybody you talk to today will be like, he would never ask that. He would never say that. Right? They say, well, what if God... Because we use that. Well, what if God asked you to kill your kid? Well, he wouldn't ask me to do that. He'd never do that. What about Abraham? Well, he didn't do it, did he? 
He's only right? done that once before, and really it wasn't. Yeah, but deal. obviously Abraham was like, eh, checks out. I'll see you on the mountain. <laughs> right? Like he didn't. Yeah, you there know, was no I issue. Actually, I, I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah, that was You're the guy he. Right. Yeah, that was the guy he thought. No, that's I'm totally like, legit. Oh, totally not out of character. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We should be president. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I definitely shouldn't be. No, I should <laughs> Oh, so, so besides our upcoming events that we've already discussed, we've also got our summer party coming up uh, next month. Let's trash the house. <laughs> it, will be, it will be here at my lovely domicile. Uh, Very lovely. Where we, where we will also be voting on three board positions for Atheists in Utah. So if you ah. have an interest in being on the board and have not yet submitted your information, get on it, people. Yeah, I think we have four people running now, because one dropped out. Hmm. Who dropped out? Joshua Fulmer? Did he drop out? Oh, no. Yeah, he's moving. I can't remember. Oh. He's in Washington, but he has to move, so. Oh, I didn't see that he dropped out. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Bummer. But we have at least one loser. That's what? <laughs> <laughs> That's the important thing. I love that that was announced on air. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't mean it like that. I meant because we have four people running in three positions that we have an extra. That's we need more I mean. losers? Yeah, we need more yeah, so all you losers out there that want to run for a position, we will make you king loser. <laughs> Or queen loser. You lost if you want to. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> you lost. Do we get some kind of consolation prize? Oh, that would be so sad. <laughs> Here's your trophy for participating. <laughs> this is the good sport of ribbon. Just ribbon. Good sport yeah, or ribbon? Yeah. <clears throat> Just ribbon. Yeah. No, but seriously, if you're if you're interested in running for the board, it's it's challenging. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work. Um, it's often thankless, but yeah. it, it's ultimately, but <laughs> but it's also very very rewarding. I mean, I I love getting messages from people telling me that what we've done as an organization has helped them in some way. Whether it's helped ease their transition out of religion, helped them discuss the issue of leaving religion with their parents, if it's made them. Uh, more bold in just being allowed to to state, you know, without without fear who they are. I, I love getting messages like that. Yeah, and by the way, big shout out for Dan, Tracy, Sarah. Joe's helped out a lot. Tiffany, Matt. Um, don't let me forget any Dan. Jump in here. Grant. Grant. Previous Callie. board members. Callie. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we we've had so many wonderful contributors and people who have helped us out with so many things that. I mean, it would it would take us all night to list all. Of them. Sure, sure, sure. Take yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if any of them are from Nebraska, but I have a story from there. Well, Segway. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you. You're not gonna fall off that Segway. <laughs> that was a two-wheeled thing of beauty. Yeah, uh, popping a wheelie too. So, an atheist group said. A Nebraska mayor rudely dismissed their concerns over a possible church-state violation. Omaha the Atheists expressed their concern over a, quote, Faith and Freedom Memorial Day event Sunday that was sponsored by the city of La Vista, Nebraska. 
reported a friendly the friendly atheist blog. That's Hemet, right? Yeah. Friendly atheist, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the group's members, Robert Fuller, said he gave his business card to Mayor Douglas Kindig and asked to speak with him later about his concerns, but the mayor indicated he wasn't interested. Not only that he wasn't interested. No, no, that's true. <laughs> he said, quote, Take me to fucking court, because I don't care. Uh, the holiday event, which was held at... What's that? That wasn't very Christian of him to swear like that. Uh, yeah, maybe not. I, just only because the word hadn't been invented yet. Um, the holiday event, which was held at La Vista, uh, La Vista Central Park, featured a pancake bref- breakfast, carnival, and Memorial Day service held by the associate pastor of the town's Bellevue Christian Center. The very first thing I thought when I read that sentence was I know exactly what people are going to say when we object to this. They're not going to look at the fact that it's government-sponsored um, uh, religious privilege, they're going to be like, pancakes? What's the big fucking deal? It's fucking pancakes. <laughs> right? Yeah, car, oh, sure, but, uh, yeah, that's actually a better objection than, you know, but I'm just saying, that's what they're going to say, because they say stupid shit like that all the time. Even the, like, fucking, nah, I'm not going to, never mind, I'm not going to say agnostics about, but, uh, <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know, but, you know, if they, looked into it a little more, they'd realize they were atheists too. Um, but anyway, so that was the major thing I was thinking that, you know, we're going to say, well, wait, that's fucked up. And we're going to go on our little rant about it. And you know, the government can't support, you know, can't, and they're going to be like, well, it's fucking pancakes. Who cares? The problem is that it's government supported, right? And this guy's already said, yeah, fuck you. You're an atheist and I don't care. I got elected to office and I'm not going to represent you guys. I'm just going to do whatever I want. That's the problem. That's how. That's but the. That's what I see as the problem. Nebraska and Kansas are hot spots, man, right now. It is. That's gonna be fun for him to deal with the whole convention of atheists. I feel bad that I don't know exactly where it's going. Um, but the fact that this guy doesn't know that he is elected and needs to represent all of his constituents is troublesome. Yeah, well, can I... I don't know how political we can get on this, but I just want to say that's just how all fucking Republicans are. <laughs> none of them none of them either know or give a shit that they're representing the... They just think, okay, I'm going to do whatever I was raised with and everyone's going to love it. I don't know about all Republicans. No, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. I mean, that, that's a broad brush, but... Yeah, it is. That's true, that's sure. true. That's true. You know, it, it's just politicians in general. That, that that's an also that's a good point too. Yeah, that's well, true. It's like it's like Bill Maher said the one time. You know, I knew I shouldn't have said that. You Damn it! <laughs> not all bigots are Republicans, but wait, maybe I'm getting this backward. Not all Republicans are bigots, but most bigots are Republicans. Yeah. Okay. I'll go, and, okay, I'm gonna backpedal here. Let me. Um, Anybody who has listened to any significant amount of the Nonprofits podcast has heard Schilling. Anyone familiar with Schilling will know what I'm talking about. He is a, he's not, he, he's an, I mean, he's as strong an atheist as you get. And he's a conservative Republican. 
and he's on the nonprofits with Dillahunty. He's Dillahunty's best friend, in fact. Um, him and Russell don't get along. Jeff D, they go back and forth. Uh, but Schilling is a guy that, and even when I talked to Matt at the convention, um, I asked him about Schilling, and he said, you know, that uh, he's always he's wrong a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about Schilling is he makes me think all the time. And he's made me change my mind a couple of times, you know, which I appreciate. Well, I'm just saying, I'm, well, what, I'm ju- what I'm saying is, it's a broad brush, you're right. I shouldn't have said that. I, I just, it was sort of, but I'm just saying that there's there's good in all groups, right? And so, yeah. you know, I, I, I sort well, of smeared over that, and that's true. I was wrong for saying that, but... Um, and I've always advocated for and appreciate a diversity of opinion. Yeah, yeah, of course, because, of course. Because though I may disagree with somebody on, you know, ninety percent of the things that they say, there's that ten percent yep. that I find invaluable. Yes, yeah. You know that that does challenge me and does make me change my mind on different things. Sure, we can disagree about the vast majority of a lot of your views, but there are some things that you that you believe and think and and can talk to me about that will challenge me and will get me to change my views on something where I have been wrong, and I appreciate. That. Absolutely, and, and and being human tends to, at least at least being human to me, in part means glossing over that ten percent sometimes, yeah, and just saying, well, you know, but, um, yeah, I was uh, I was getting some interesting looks from members of the audience, <laughs> even though I think that they probably agree with me generally. They were like, meh, that's you know, so. Anyway, but I but I wholeheartedly disagree with this fella in Nebraska, um, and I think you know when you're elected an official, that doesn't mean hey we put you in office to do whatever the fuck you want, and you know, uh, but and you only have to listen to and yeah yeah you only have you only have to take in, you know um, concerns from the people you already agree with right yeah yeah you're there to be an elected an elected representative of all of the people. Not just the people that you agree with, right? And I did confirm that ApostaCon is in Omaha. Awesome. So I kind of want to go even more. Now. Yeah, that will be really exciting. Be and then we can be like, "Hey, fucker!" <laughs> he used the word first. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, he did. We'll be like, "We'll take you to court." Yeah, I think I think the recent Supreme Court ruling on prayer has emboldened. Uh, it's emboldened a lot of people. It has, for sure. Seem to think that you know, well, geez, now the Supreme Court's on my side, and I can say and do whatever the fuck I want. I don't have to. I don't have to appreciate or listen to the views of anybody who doesn't yeah. have the same religious views that I do. Yeah, because the, the Supreme Court said that Christianity is what rules this country. I know, but specific and that it yeah. couldn't be working to convert people. And already, I can't remember where, but there are stories around the country where they're only allowing Christian prayer. Yep. Um, that they no Hindus, no Muslims, yeah. Other groups, and that was against the ruling of the Supreme Court. So mm-hmm. really, all that's going to happen is someone else is going to sue. Let's go back to the Supreme Court. Back yep. to the Supreme Court, and finally, they'll just have to. But to be fair, we actually have received um, from one city in Utah an invitation to come and do a 
quote-unquote atheist prayer, but they, they wanted to make sure all groups were included, and they reached out to us, and we haven't set that up yet, but I, yeah. I really hope that's something that we get to do, and it meant a lot that they are actively trying to be inclusive, yeah. because, you know, while people in the community do want to see prayer because that's what they like, and that's what they have in their, their family and their culture, that the city recognizes that they need to be to be fair to yeah. all groups. Well, and I'm, and I'm glad you brought that up, because you and I haven't had a chance to talk about that, and I, I apologize, I haven't replied to your uh, email about that. So, so we were, we were contacted by a city here in Utah, um, a person who represents a city here in Utah, who was requested to have us visit their city council meeting um, at the behest of mayor of this of this city um, to provide, I guess I would say perhaps an atheist perspective or an or a atheist invocation or opening for the for the city council meeting. Um, apparently, the city regularly, I would imagine, has some type of invocation ahead of their city council meetings. And they provided a few different dates for us to come and do it. Um, I appreciate them reaching out and contacting us. But at the same time, I, I wondered, and I still wonder, how much of that is that they want to at least provide an appearance of, of trying to represent all of the community versus yeah. they actually want us to be there and would value our input how right. much of it is we just want to make sure that we're not running afoul of, of the law it's still a step in the right direction yeah. sure I mean, you, yeah but i know what you mean they reached out i think it means that you know at least they would care about appearances like that's well that's yeah more they, than they've cared yeah they, they at least they, care, they, they at ever, least care about appearances yeah and you never know the person who works for the mayor might be an atheist or a closet atheist you don't know and they're like oh, right. yeah like what's it could be, but I, 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 assuming the minimum, though, I think it's still a win. Yeah, exactly. Because, because the consciousness, right, the collective consciousness has been raised enough to the point where they're like, hey, uh, we don't want to get fucked in a lawsuit, so let's at least ask them well, to come. Yeah. Well, and we need to include an atheist. Right, aspect. which is better than it was. So, I mean, yeah, they may not be saying, hey, we appreciate their input. Probably not, but... I, I think it's not just we need a non-Christian input, but it's not that they're reaching out to Jews and Muslims, but that they're reaching to the non-religious. Like, that's yeah. a right. huge leap yeah. compared to, oh, we're all Mormons, let's ask someone who's Presbyterian, you know? <laughs> I think right. that would be more of the, like, oh, look, it's cute, it's diversity. Well, yeah, and I, see, I, and I saw a story today, um, and it was it was a headline story, I'm not going to name names or anything, but it, I thought it was kind of funny because it caught my attention at first because the headline was like, it, it showed this college quarterback, you know, standing under center and ready to take the snap. And it was like, you know, in college sports and sports generally, it's been predominantly Christian, but now they're ready to, like, you know, make a change and here's the diversity. Blah. He's a Jew. I was thinking it was going to be, you know, oh, wow, it's going to be like a non-believer that's actually accepted. I've just clutched my pearls. <laughs> yeah. How quaint. <laughs> I know. Well, and, you know, that's fine. I mean, but the, but they're out there already. I mean, you know, Ryan Sandberg of the Cubs and Julian Edelman of the Patriots and stuff. I mean, they're they're in pro sports. You know, it's not a, uh, That's two, but still. They're <laughs> there. <laughs> but we got Chris Cluey, and he got kicked out. And he's not even an atheist. Quote. He is, but 
know. We could, we could. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. He's he's a Neil Tyson atheist. Yeah. He's an agnostic. Yeah. Oh my. Um. I like that at least we agree on that. Yeah. Because I'd have to do battle. Uh. Yeah. No. So for anybody out there who who isn't entirely sure what we're talking about, I think Matt, Sarah, and I all agree that. If you're an agnostic, you and are an atheist. You either believe in God, or you do not believe in God. And I think an important thing... In a God, I should say. Or in God or in God. God's. It's a binary proposition. Yeah. Yes right. or no. The, the question of... Do you yes or anything God, else. Like, there's just the two answers. You're either atheist, you're an atheist. Agnostic and agnostic deals with knowledge. And when we're talking about belief in God, there's... I mean, you can be agnostic... Theist or agnostic, like it's it's a different question. Yeah, you can be Without an you can be an agnostic today. theist. I have you know we that's I rare earlier that I that I you know have been reviewing people who send requests to join our Facebook group, and a lot of the time when I send you know they'll they'll give me some kind of vague answer like oh I want to be able to communicate with people who share a similar belief system or whatever. And, or I, I want to see what other people think about various things. And so the, then I'll send the direct question of, are you an atheist? And I'd say probably half of the time, I get a reply back that says, well, I'm an agnostic, but you're an atheist. If I didn't... you're living your day-to-day life as if God doesn't exist, and you don't fear hell and those type of things, is in this realm of Christianity... You're an atheist. Right. Because if you truly believed in a god, either you don't care about yourself to care that you're going to hell, or if you truly believed in a god, you live that life. Or you're really stupid. Here's how I said it to, you know, a friend of mine. I, I, I think I talked about this last week, or at least touched on it, but um, I connected with a friend of mine that I've known since I was in elementary school and haven't seen for probably ten years. And we met up last week, and uh, it came up, we were at a coffee chat for a couple hours, you know, and it, it, it's does. And so, um, you know, I, I kind of told him where I was and on things and stuff. And then, um, I sort of just said, you know, I don't, you know, I said, I, I before I go too far, I was, I don't know, you know, where you are on this. I don't know what you're, you know, just kind of threw it back. And he said, he said, well, you know, I, um, I've spent a lot of time thinking about it, talking about it, this and that, whatever. And I, I think, what I've come up with is I'm just apathetic. I don't care. So I, I, but I didn't let him get away with that. So I said, (laughs) so I said, (laughs) yeah. So, um, I said, right. But what I'm asking is what do you believe? If you say, yes, I believe in God, then you're a theist. If you say anything else, you're an atheist. Right. That's it. The very definition of the word. And then I said... It's just the rejection of the premise. Or a lack yeah. of belief in a god or gods. Right. And I said, I don't know for sure there's no god, so I'm an agnostic. But I don't believe there is one, so I'm also an atheist. Right. And he said, oh, yep. You know. Well, and just like I said, you can be an agnostic theist, which... I is rare. Like, I don't know, but I believe. Right. But but that's that's that should be the default position for everybody. For everybody. When you're talking about when you're talking about 
the existence of an omnipotent or super being, you should, I mean, we should all be agnostic about that because we don't have any evidence to prove that yes, such a being exists. Yeah. Everybody should be agnostic, whether you're an agnostic theist or you're an agnostic atheist. Yeah. But we're, you know, I, I'm specifically asking people, do you believe in God? Are you an atheist? Well, I'm an agnostic. Yeah. Well, this is why I hate the word agnostic and when people use it like that is because it continues to demonize the word atheist. Yeah. So to yes. Set it up to mean something yes. that it doesn't. Atheist doesn't mean that I believe God doesn't exist. Yes. That's, it's not telling you anything about what I believe. It's not telling you about any of my values, any of my morals. It's not telling you anything except I reject the premise of all the gods that I've ever seen. That's all it means. And that's, right. a, that's a great point, but it's also... A fucking spineless position. Oh yeah. I no, Dan. I think if you're a career. This one I'm. This one. This one I'm sticking on. This one I'm sticking on. Okay. People have to do agnostic as like the atheist light as like they get to know the movement and understand what the words mean. I'm fine with that. But if you spend your whole life saying you're agnostic. Because there's people in our group who do this, and it always makes me want to stab things. I've known a few militant agnostics. Like, oh, oh gosh. I'm an I can go to church and I can be atheist. What the? <laughs> okay, this, this bothers me more than the Gnostic theists. That not only believe, but they know there's a God. Which is almost all of them. No, 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 I know, I know, I know. But I'm just saying, I was willing to backpedal on some stuff. But this one drives me nuts. If any, if anyone, it, it list okay. It drives me nuts too. It drives me nuts too. But at the same time, I recognize that for most people, it's it's a steady progression, right? Yeah. Sure. 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 As it was for myself. Sure. You know, you you go from being religious to doubting to you know. Finally admitting, well, maybe I'm an agnostic. I don't really know one way or another. I'm, I'm kind of agnostic on the whole idea. And there's this, you know, it's a steady, long progression for a lot of people where they'll, they'll adopt the mantle of agnosticism before they, before they finally settle on atheism. Well, I'm fine with that, again, because usually when you adopt the term, it's because you're kind of outside looking in at the atheist movement, and you think agnostic is this atheist light, and that's part of the problem, is we need to clear that up. Right. The problem I get is when people who are in the group atheists of Utah refuse to call themselves atheists, even though they know mm -hmm. full well damn what it means, <laughs> yep. and they only will call themselves agnostic, and they defend that position, because it's simply wrong. Okay, so... so well, this, this is me being... This is me being... Politician. Sure. This is sure. Me being not <laughs> and this I is. Don't care about my title. Yeah, this is me being godless revolution podcast, Matt. And the thing is, like I said before, yes, I believe in God. I'm a theist. Anything else, I'm an atheist. Right. There's not a middle position. You either agnostic. You do not agnostic is not in between those things. Right. Okay. You do or you don't. It's binary. One or the other. I believe. Yes, I'm a theist. I don't. I'm an atheist. Right. Okay? Well, so, you don't get to... When you're going through the transition, I understand... Yeah, I know. Like I do, days I don't, but that's why, again, if you end your journey on agnostic, I'll push you. But <laughs> well, if you... There, there may be days that you say you do, say you don't, 
But if there are days where you say you don't, then you don't have a firm belief in a God. Yeah, right, exactly, exactly. And so we'll go back to the pre-podcast conversation we were having about that person that uh, just barely saw that Sam Harris talk about the word atheist. Right. And how it comes with so much baggage that maybe we should use something else and this and that. Right. And she, yeah, brights or whatever it is. And, you know, and so, you know, she was kindly asking, you know, what do you guys think about this? You know, and I, and there was like 30 comments by the time I got to it. And most of them were all these alternative phrases. Well, I choose unaffiliated or this and that, some other neutral bullshit. Right. And so I posted and I'm like, I like Sam. He's great, but he's fucking wrong on this. You know, there's a lot of baggage that comes along with the claim atheist. Absolutely. But that baggage is put there by a whole bunch of people who are in the majority that are trying to marginalize us and don't want to let us get any more, you know, just like the same they did with the quote, uh, angry blacks and the uppity women for all for all the social movements, right. you know. Yes. Yep. Own it. Get back all of those words that have been derogatory toward them. Yeah. Right. And they own them. They're the only ones who can use them now, whereas before they were right. used against them. And we have to do the same thing. We have to own the atheist title, and until we do, people are just going to use it against us. Yeah. So. Well, okay, right. I know it's gonna it's gonna take time, but I can't do it on my own. Right, <laughs> right. Well, so yeah, so be an atheist or get out of the way. Well, and you know, you, you mentioned that this was somebody new to the group. I, I don't know if she was. Well, well, who had who had just seen Sam's video? Well, they were they were new to that yeah. video. I don't know how it went or however they right. came across and, and it. That's I don't know. That I try to keep in mind when dealing with people who join the group or in the group or or show any kind of interest in the group or atheism is. You know that they don't—they don't have the, you know, all, all of the years of experience yeah. and debate, and and knowledge and whatever else that you know the three of us may have, and so they don't—they don't necessarily understand all of these things. And so right. I try to be charitable to them and say, okay, sure, you can call yourself agnostic, but in truth, you're an atheist, and here's right. why. Yeah. Right. And so what I'm referring to is she was asking genuinely, and these were comments posted by other quote non-believers of whatever that that, yes that were calling themselves all these other kinds of things and i was basically calling them out and saying hey look you're a fucking atheist okay okay then this 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 is why dan is president and i am a podcaster because yeah, I do that a lot too. Yeah, I yeah. Just, every time I get into it, I just get so upset. Yeah. yeah. I try to. I try to go like full on Vulcan, no emotional response. <laughs> just here's here are the facts of the terms agnostic. Here are the facts of the terms atheist. Yeah. Here's why we should use one versus the other. Sure. I understand you may want to call yourself an agnostic because you currently believe that this is what that means. Yeah. And you currently believe that this is what atheist means. I'm here to tell you that well that while that's understandable, it's it's still wrong. Yeah, and one thing I had this discussion once at a coffee chat, 
and the person I was talking with disagreed with me and felt that people should be able to call themselves whatever they want. That if people feel better about the term McDonald's, they should be allowed to do that. To which I said, yeah, and I'm a black woman. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like, you are what you are. And if you're an atheist, say it. You know, I can't pretend to be something I'm not and argue, well, you know, all, all people are descended from Africans from Lucy. So, therefore, I'm an African-American woman. I can't do that. I don't ever Sure. And so, that's why I get so upset with this, is you can't change the meaning of the word agnostic to fit better or more PC into what you want to be. You have to just fucking go with what the meaning is. Yeah, well, and, it, and that's just it, is that it's not what you want it to mean. It's, it's you know, words have meaning and words have definitions. Regardless of what you want it to mean, or, or would like it to mean, or believe that, or believe that it currently means. I mean, it, words have definitions for a purpose. Without any kind of definition, and sure, definitions shift and change, but without Whatever. any definition, words mean nothing. Christian means one thing. Latin is going strong. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, and, and I, but but like I said, at the same time, I understand why people, as they are, you know, transitioning or progressing along this along this line of leaving religion behind, I understand, I understand why they do it, though I think they're wrong. Yeah, and again, once once you get the education of what the word means, then you no longer have an excuse. Yeah, yeah, look it up, folks. Right. There's a thing called the internet that I read about <laughs> in the newspaper. It's pretty cool. Uh, I want to move on to a scarier bit of news. <laughs> that, was my that was actually kind of a great sound effect. Really <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> this comes from Iran. The Supreme Leader, Ayatollah Ali Khamenei, although they don't really have a centralized um, government in Islam like they do with like the Pope and Vatican in Catholicism, um, but uh, Khamenei is pretty well respected throughout the Muslim world. And, and it's, it's impressive. That's all I need. It's just a throat. It's kind of a guttural... Yeah, exactly. Sorry, it's probably terrible if you talk to someone who speaks Arabic. Probably, probably way bad. Uh, yeah, but if there's any girls out there, then let me know at godlessrevolution.com at gmail.com, sorry. Uh, and he said on Sunday that negotiations over the country's illicit nuclear program are over and that the Islamic Republic's ideals include destroying America. Those Iranians who want to promote negotiation and surrender to the oppressors and blame the Islamic Republic as a warmonger in reality commit treason. Khomeini told a meeting of members of parliament according to the regime's farce news agency. Khomeini emphasized that without a combative uh, mindset, the regime cannot reach its higher Islamic role against the oppressor's front. Speaking about America. And he said, quote, 
the reason for continuation of this battle is not the warmongering of the Islamic Republic. Logic and reason command that for Iran, in order to pass through a region full of, pir full of pirates, needs to arm itself and must have the capability to defend itself, he said. Today's world is full of thieves and plunderers of human honor, dignity, and morality who are equipped with knowledge, wealth, and power, and under the pretense of humanity, easily commit crimes and betray human ideals and start wars in different parts of the world. Uh, he continued to say that battle and jihad are endless because evil and its front continue to exist. This battle will only end when the society can get rid of the oppressor's front, with America at the head of it, which has expanded its claws on, hu on human mind, body, and thought. This requires a difficult and lengthy struggle and need for great strides. Was that clause C-L-A-W-S or C-L-A-U-S-E? W. Huh. Uh, yeah, it has expanded its claws on human mind, body, and thought. Khamenei also went on to say the accelerated scientific advancement of the last 12 years cannot stop under any circumstances, referring to the strides the regime has made toward becoming a nuclear power. Uh, and that seems to me to defy all of the arguments that Iran has tried to make over the last 10 years about a nuclear power program rather than a nuclear arms program. If God wanted them to have nuclear power and or nuclear bombs, why didn't he put that in the crowd? Yeah. <clears throat> well, they I, try to twist science and I know. all the time to fit whatever narrative they currently have. You know, they say, oh, no, it isn't the Quran that this happened and this happened and this yeah. happened in the past. And, you know, we can draw a parallel from this to the Quran. Why, all the time. Why isn't nuclear technology in the Quran if, if that was what God intended for you to have? No, but the, the science in the Quran is like that trees have male and female parts. It's that kind of, like date palms have male and females that can be fertilized. And the, it's that kind of science. Yeah. Presumably, though, there's, there's, <laughs> did you say brew science? Bro. Bro. Oh, okay. Bro science, bro. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you're not hip to the bro science, bro. No, I'm not. I, am I, am I really an otter? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know. <laughs> um, forty-nine percent otter. <laughs> that goes back to a previous podcast. Uh, so, yeah, Quranic science is interesting. Uh, well, okay, so presumably, so if you think back to like the destructive weapons of the 1700s or whatever, muskets and cannonballs and that kind of thing, compared to Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer and Einstein's nuclear weapons, it's almost not comparable, right? So, not almost not. It's it's not y y okay. So you can compare them as weapons, but that basically is the like, well. Okay, so they both weapons, but they had the same way that my pocket knife is a weapon against your AK forty-seven. But they were encased in metal, both of them. Sure. Yeah, comparable. Yeah. But I'm saying 
there's probably something else. I don't know, black hole technology or supernova, te- I don't know, something that God would know, right, that we don't yet know, that the Quran sure doesn't fucking talk about, until we just, dis- yeah, until we discover the black hole weapon, and then they'd be like, Quran talked about this 1400 years ago. Yeah, then we can retrofit it. Yeah. Why is it that, why is it that none of these holy books are predictive of anything? Yeah, they're all, they're all post-dictive. They're all post well, yeah, yeah. It's all it's all post hoc explanations yeah. of everything that we discover later. Right. You know, we we've developed nuclear technology and so now we can post hoc go back and look at our religious texts and say, Oh no, here's where it was mentioned. How did we miss this like, before? Isn't it yeah. Isaiah that talks about airplanes. I have gotta be honest, I don't understand Isaiah. I don't think that shit's Isaiah hard. Yeah. Well, you know, I, <laughs> that's not a real thing. <laughs> not a thing. I don't know. I. Who knows? Um, that's one thing that, that Mormons at least talk about. Uh, was that Isaiah? Or was it? It was one of one of their quote prophets that was flown around the earth and saw the land before time and ate the star Were there yeah. trees and. I like the sleaze stacks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, that was Brigham Young. And he was adding on Joseph Smith's uh, prophecy that there were... People live on the moon, people live on the sun. Yeah, people living on the moon, yeah. Mennonite people, four feet tall, a thousand years old, living on the moon. Uh, yeah, it is Isaiah. That's is it? Thing on, uh, about all the prophecies in the Book of Mormon, and it includes Isaiah talking about airplanes. Which is why the Wright brothers read Isaiah first. And then that's how they drew up their diagrams for how airplane would work. Yeah, that's, that's where. I, I mean, if, if something like that had actually happened, where they looked at one of these texts and because of that invented something, that'd be interesting to look at. But yeah, that's not how it works. And one of the biggest frustrations with all these, it it, it takes absolutely everything away from human achievement. You know, and I, I used to have a friend who was super, super into Mormonism and stuff, and it was it was just like that. Anything you ever did that was anything above average was because of God. You know, and anything you did that was less than average was because of you. I've had, you know, it's so frustrating. I've, I've had a few friends who were addicts of one sort or another, and, you know, they've gone through different... 12-step programs, mm. and, and occasionally I'll see posts of, you know, you know, it's only through the grace of God and power of the Lord that I was able to overcome my addiction, mm-hmm. you know, no longer am I enslaved by this evil, awful thing that I used to use and abuse all the time, and, you know, typically whenever I see something like that, I congratulate them on overcoming their addiction, you know, it's great, I'm glad to hear you're on a better path, I'm glad your life is improving, but let's give credit where credit is due. Yeah. I mean, if if God was the only thing that stopped you from doing this, you wouldn't have gone out and sought this 12-step program. You wouldn't have done any of that. Yeah. You, you know, he would have just done it for you. You would have to have done no work yourself. Give yourself some credit, man. Right. And it also reminds me, too, of, like, when, when people are sick or, like, have a miraculous, quote-unquote, surgery. You know, it's, it's all because of God and all because of our prayers. Yeah, fuck those doctors who went to school for a long time. Yeah. Like, or, that always really makes, like, I wonder if yeah. doctors get pissed off. Because I know I've had yeah. people, fuck 
Probably. Like, fuck my fuck my sixteen years of schooling and and you know residency and experience yeah. and, and everything like that. That doesn't matter. It was all because God willed it to happen. It was all because your friends and family spoke to themselves and wrote comments. Well, and we and we talked about this briefly last week, where there was that accident accident that Ryan came up on, and um, you know he's a he's a EMT firefighter. He's, he's ex military. He's been in war. He was on the scene. He got there. There was a doctor there. There was a nurse there and they were all treating this person. And this old lady's walking around. Do you think it needs a blessing? And Ryan's like, get the fuck out of here. Like, seriously, we got three trained people. Here. Like, yeah. like I would, you go and do a blessing somewhere else. That doesn't fucking matter right now. Have yeah. Work. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, if I had my choice, choice between 94-year-old Betty or Ryan Grills out in the wild, like, I'm taking Ryan, you know, <laughs> and that's, and plus you got a doctor and a nurse there, too. I think any theist would take Ryan and the doctor. Uh, yeah, well, they'd have to consider all the millions and millions that their God is letting die of the same affliction for the one blessing, you know, when they prayed for their dog's leg to get better. Well, and their keys, yeah. And there, there is such a thing as Christian science, which go on. No, that's not a real thing. Oh no, go ahead, go ahead it, and explain that. Thing. Yeah, I mean, the Christian scientists exist. Well, that's different. You changed the words now. Yeah, well, no, Christian <laughs> science. No, well, yeah, but I mean, Christian science as a theological belief exists, where oh, right, as the yeah, 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 where people reject. Yes. Yes. Traditional medicine, Western medicine, you know. It's faith healing, 100%. It's faith healing. Right. It's prayer versus actually going to see a fucking doctor. Right. Did you hear that that recent story about the girl with cancer? Young girl, I don't don't remember how how old. Definitely a minor. That her parents have won the right to... Yeah, her parents have won the right to just do faith healing and she's not going to get chemotherapy and the little girl's going to die. Yeah. And how many times has that already happened? How how is it that that is not viewed as fucking child abuse? And and in some states and in some rulings, it has been viewed as child abuse, and and the parents have been basically forced to take their child to a fucking doctor. Which states? Washington, Massachusetts, Minnesota, not fucking Louisiana or Florida, right? <laughs> Sorry, guys. I know, and all the agnostics are going to get pissed at me too because I had nothing to say about Christian scientists, but <laughs> those Christians are so great, but fucking. No, no, no. No, no, no. I, that, that is not what I said. No, 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 no. When he said Christian scientists, I thought Francis Collins, Kenneth Miller, guys that accept evolution, that under, Newton, sure. Uh, but then, that, but then I realized he was talking about the actual religion. Oh, yeah. Christian, Christian, Christian scientists. Religion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, fuck those guys. Which, which really aren't any better than the fucking snake handlers. No. That, uh, right. Uh, they might be worse because, I mean, if the snake handlers gave the copperheads to their toddlers, they'd be the same as Christian scientists. Or they'd be taken to jail. That would be... Right. I mean, they, and they would be. Yeah, that's right. Or, or, let's say that somebody's toddler encountered a copperhead in the wild and came back and you knew they were bitten. And you're just like, ah, here's nice water. Lay down for a while. And you know, right, and then and then they came and they're like, "Why don't you take him to the hospital?" Uh, I don't believe in that really. They'd go to jail. Well, and it's that whole thing that if it's not your secular right, it should be your religious right. I don't have a secular right to deny my child the medical attention that they. Wait, 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 wait. Start over again. No, I get If it's that. not your secular right. Yeah, if you don't have a secular right to something, you should have the religious right to something. Just like 
I don't have the right to kill you just because I'm mad at you. I should have the right to kill you because my religion says so. Yeah, I don't... But for yeah. everything, I don't have the right to deny my child medical attention if they were bitten by a snake, period. Mm-hmm. That should not change because right. their religion says so. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because the government is supposed to be neutral on that anyway. Correct. So, yeah, well, that's the fight. That's, that's why you have a mic in front of your face. Take the fucking court. See, look, like, what's the back segue? What's that? I'm good at that. Huh? Back way? The back? I'm only, f- I'm only 49% otter. I don't know the back, the back way. With the... Wait, what did you, what did you, you said something about the mics. A couple hours ago, no, oh, that f- so would have, oh, the yes, yeah. the mushroom. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking that that was connected somehow. Yeah, I thought there was a connection there. No, but I mean, Sarah's absolutely right. There's no, there's no reason that religion should be granted special deference in these types of cases. If or any if, type if of case, no, yeah. If there's no justification for me to do it. As a secularist, there should be no justification for anybody else to do it as a religionist. Sure. Yeah, well, there shouldn't be any as a religionist, as far as the government is concerned, anyway. It should be, there's a secular reason, or there isn't a reason, because it's a secular government. Correct. Yeah, so, if there's no secular reason why gay people shouldn't get married to the person they love, there is no reason why gay people shouldn't get married, right? Correct. The only reason is religious, and the government has no business being involved in that. So, as far as I'm concerned, there's a secular reason, or there's no reason at all. Right. I wish it was that. I think that that's the way it should be. Well, that's what it is, yeah. yeah. That's what we're trying to get back to. That's, that's the way it should be. Right. Unfortunately, religion is, is, is shown this special deference, uh, where, you know... Religious people, if, if you disagree with their religious view and them being able to force their personal religious views on you, they equate that with somehow you denying them or their religious right. They, yeah. they believe that their religious right should extend to what you, as somebody who doesn't follow their religion, should be able to do. Like, I'm on a diet, so don't eat cupcakes in front of me. Right. Yeah. Right. And they, they don't seem to understand that that, exactly. you know... The, the parallel I like to draw whenever I hear shit like that is to is to point out, you know, how does that differentiate you from the Taliban? How does that make you any different from the Taliban who seeks to who seeks to enforce their religious views onto everybody, and you're so opposed to that, but yeah, you seem to think it's fine to impose. Well, yeah, but they're not so different. It's fine to impose your personal religious views on everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, and I still like the analogy to the schoolyard bully, you know, that's beating the kid up with the stick, and then you run out there to take the stick away, and he cries oppression. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's stupid. It is stupid. Stupid ass. <laughs> <laughs> stupid in a stupid dog. <laughs> All right. right, well, I'm 49% Otter Matt. I'm Drunk Dan. Yeah. And uh, I'm Sarah reminding you that 17 is the new 9. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> Perfect. Right. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>